Welcome back to another episode of NBA at the Bar with your host, T.A. and G. Money, bringing you all the highlights, talking mess, and all the bullshit you shouldn't have missed. Welcome to Football at the Bar. This is your host, T.A. And this is G. Money. And we are ready to talk some football. Appreciate for all of you to be here with us. Very quickly, for all of you guys, and please subscribe, download, like, show us some love because we come out here and we do this every everything single that week he said for y'all. And before Isn't we get started, it? let me tell you something. You see, my glass is full. You've been sipping a little bit already. I've been sipping. So, what you been sipping on? Duncan Taylor. Duncan Taylor. And I'm yeah, sitting over here. You know, in the blended Scotch family. And I got some new shit. I got some Brastad. You know I don't what? even know what it is, but it tastes good. Brastad. I know. But your bougie ass, I know already know. That's what you do. Okay. But I'm sure that is delicious. With that being said, G Money, this has been a hell of a motherfucking week that we've got a chance Boy, to sit you over have here never and not, You have not lied. That has been a hell of a week. So, you know, I think both of us agree that we want to talk about these Ravens, right? So, okay, I'm going to let you hit it off. I want to talk about these Ravens, but what do you want to say first? Well, when we talk about the Ravens, what we have to talk about is what we just saw this week playing against the Bengals. And I know the quarterback got hurt. And it's all good. But at the end of the day is before the quarterback got hurt. Are you talking about Burrow? Of course. Before Burrow got hurt, what we did see is that the Ravens took full control of that game. Mm -hmm. So what we saw in that game was that the Ravens are literally in full control of their team, full control of their play, and ready to really make that Super Bowl run for the very first time. You know, the the funny thing is it was was a real twist of irony because, (laughs) yes, they they won the game, and yes, they won the game convincingly. And however, it was still a tragic moment because his number one target, which is I think it was Anderson, right? No, Andrews. The, Andrews, excuse me. Let's see, Mark Andrews. The, the look uh, is always on you. Okay, mm-hmm. but Andrews got hurt, and it, it seems like it's season ending. We found out it's not season ending. He actually oh. will be back. Oh, for so the playoffs. I, yes. Okay, so look at you on the waiver wire. I'll be on that you, shit. You, you on it. Yes. On. So thank God for that because what was really, I would say, the, the thing that came forefront to my mind was they won that game with convincing fashion, but their tight end, their number one Pro Bowl tight end that he that is his, is Lamar Jackson's like. Uh, a snuggle blanket. Yeah, it's it, like it, a safety it, blanket. Mm-hmm. It's a safety blanket. He got hurt. So if they're able to get him back within, the, let's say, a two or three weeks time span, then they could go. But but, but here's what twist is. I have uh, Andrews on my fantasy team, and okay. he ain't been doing shit this year. So the success of the team is not predicated upon him. That, the success, I agree the with success it. of the it's team not. is always rested on the shoulders of Lamar Jackson. And and the reality is, is that Lamar Jackson is maybe the catalyst, is maybe the 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 the, the, the igniter. But the reality is, is this is a total team effort. And to win any Super Bowl, you have to have a total team effort. Yeah. And so the, the Ravens defense is phenomenal. He has far more weapons than he's ever had, even with Andrews out. Yeah. Because he has OBJ. He has, um, his rookie, uh, Flowers. And, yeah. And so yeah, he yeah. has, he has a great ensemble. He has Bateman. He has, he has, right. Yeah, well, yeah, Bateman, yeah, yeah. but he has 
an ensemble to sit over and get it done with or without Andrews. I and agree. so what we saw is that we know the Bengals aren't going to be a threat anymore in the in the AFC North. We, we saw with the Steelers sitting over here that offense is so stagnant, and we're going to talk a little bit about a little bit more about that. That they are not really a true threat. And then we sit over and see the Browns; they just lost lost the Sean Watson. That they're not going to be a true threat. So this is Ooh. that the pathway has been cleared out for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens to sit over and make that trek to the Super Bowl. You know and what? The only thing that, that I will say to you is is that, that that trek has been made in theory. In theory, yes. But I would have an argument that I will probably give to you a little bit later on. And I think that the Cleveland Browns probably um, could be a disruptor to that, 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 let's say rainbow of us just taking a trick road to the, to the playoffs or, 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 I'm sorry, to the Super Bowl. The thing that I will say is, is I agree with you is yes. Lamar Jackson has proven by winning this game and just by just doing the math. And he has a, a pretty clear road to winning the, the AFC North. And the, he has to win the AFC North to really have a puncher's chance in it. Him losing Andrews is a big deal. If he's able to get Andrews back, that's also a big deal. This is the first time that I think in his existence, in his career Mm -hmm. that he has had all phases of his, of, of, of Of the total team. team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because every Super Bowl caliber winning team that ones that win, they win because they have offense, they have special teams and they have defense. Mm -hmm. And this is the first time I think in the entire semblance of Lamar Jackson to where he has a formidable potentially it's a little bit of a tweeter but they have a potentially formidable offense coupled with a genuine formidable defense and a solid special teams this is the first time so this is like Okay, we gonna we're gonna let this baby go out into the world now. Well, well this and- this is what I see. This is what I see. What what I see is one of the things is is we've heard perennially for the last two years of Lamar Jackson's career that he is uh injury prone prone. And so and he, he has been well, well look at this. In two thousand eighteen he's missed ten games. Joe Burrow, by the end of this season, since 2018, will have missed, I believe, 14 or 16 games. Mm. So when you talk about um, injury prone, it's funny how that argument is never used against Joe Burrow. It's only used against Lamar Jackson. Now, I will tell you this. The, the, the quintessential opportunity that they have is that them playing a full game. What we found is their greatest challenge is not sitting over here and not being good enough. It's about them playing full games because you know, this team right here at seven and three is the only team, uh, that's been seven and three that has a, 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 a point differential that um, would bar them from the Super Bowl. There have been two other teams that have a, a similar point differential, and they were both 10-0. and 0. 
This team mm. is seven and three, and they lost those three games. Those are three games that they should have won. Those are three games that they were winning into the fourth quarter. Those are three games that they were playing a subpar uh, opponent that they found a way to lose the game. Mm. So that's going to be their greatest catalyst and the greatest thing that's going to be a, a snare in, in, in their ass. But the reality is, as we looked just a couple weeks ago as the AFC North being the most challenging, most um, difficult uh, division to sit over and win. And through attrition of injuries with Burrow, with um, with Deshaun Watson, and with the ineptitude of, of the Pittsburgh Steelers, that the, the pathway has been opened up for them to at least get to the playoffs, have a very high playoff seed, especially with Kansas City just losing uh, in Monday night, and, and positioning themselves to actually be in a favorable position to win. You know, it's so funny. You slipped in how basically the, the Pittsburgh Steelers have basically been doing it by hook or by crook, right? And so that's a very interesting slant on everything. And we're going to touch on that because we, we need to talk about their quarterback a little bit. We need to talk about Pickett and then maybe even compare him to other quarterbacks that we also think that are shitty. But just to close out the whole aspect of Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, what I will say is, is that this is a, in agreement. I'm in agreement with you. This is the first time that where Lamar Jackson really has a chance to just say, I'm going to put my stamp on this goddamn thing. And he can do it. He really can. He just needs ultimately now to just win out he needs to win out to where they get at least the number one or two seed in the playoffs and you know what and they have a realistic chance because now they've gone through the gauntlet and the AFC North is atrocious and we're going to talk about that so I actually want to talk about what happened right so we saw Guess what? You know what? Joe Burrow went down. Joe Burrow went down for season ending. So now. So they're out of the fucking way. Fuck, they're out of the fuck way. Fuck the Cincinnati Bengals. It was a great story why it lasted. But why they're it done. Lasted, but they're done. And, and not only they're done, but this is, they're done moving forward because they're going to lose their number two receiver, Higgins, who's going to be going off. To, uh, yeah, because he's on a contract year. Right. He's on a contract year. So he's out of here. So at the end of the day is. Currently, how it sits, they're absolutely done. And you wanted to talk about Pickett, right? What about Pickett? See, Pickett came out in the preseason, and he was absolutely destroying it. I was one of those suckers that sit over and said, oh, my God, Pickett's about to come in here and do the deal. I almost drafted him in my fantasy. Thankfully, I I had the wherewithal to say, "Eh, let's wait and see. But there are two quarterbacks in the league that are playing the absolute – worst outside of DeVito from the Giants. You have Pickett and you have Zach Wilson. These two individuals Mm. absolutely stink. Pickett, very worst statistical quarterback who's ever played in the, in the Super Bowl. Now the question is, is it Pickett and he doesn't just have the skills or the ability to be in the NFL or is it his offensive coordinator that simply can't get it done? I believe it's a combination of both, but what do you think? Okay, so if I were to, like, let's say hedge bets, I would really put more on Canada. So I think it was his, like, 
John Canada or Jim Canada, whatever. His last name is Canada. He needs to take his monkey ass he back to Canada. To, he needs to be fired and he needs to be fired yesterday. Yes. But the thing is, their head coach is not going to fire him. Well, it's not the head coach. The head coach just really doesn't make that choice. It's actually the general manager and the owners. No, but and you they say have that. they have an organization that's only had three head coaches in its entire existence, and it's one of the longest um lived uh franchises in NFL history. You're talking about close to hundred years. Okay. So, so with that being said, when they only have three uh, coaches, they are not in the habit or in the um they don't traditionally fire coaches. They should fire this one, but oh, I understand why they're not. I hear, here's what I will say. Who is the head coach of the, the Pittsburgh Steelers? Tomlin. Okay. So Mike Tomlin is a person who does not fire his subordinates. He doesn't do it. So what you have is this is a moment of stubborn ignorance. What he needs to do is he needs to realize that his offensive coordinator is inept. We're focusing on the wrong thing is what I will really tell you. Oh. Pickett, Pickett is a terrible quarterback right now because of what he has been given. He, in his preseason, to your own attest, he had looked really good in the preseason. So is he terrible or is the plays that he's been given? It's the plays that he's been given. Okay. So what I would say is that they do really marginal plays. They run um five ten yard hitches mm-hmm. and they run crossing routes mm-hmm. and they try to run the ball and it's a very obvious runs. And so what they're doing, they're trying to do is you're not compromising the defense when I'm in a cover two or cover three, or, or if I decide to blitz you. I already know where your guys are coming from. So what you're forcing me to say is, is that I'm taking Johnson or I'm taking my wide receiver Pickens. And I'm just saying, I want you guys to beat them. Mm-hmm. And he, and guess what? I When it's predictable, you're not gonna. And they haven't. And the only reason that they've won in spite of that is because you know what? He's a defensive coordinator at the end of the day. So he just muddies the game and and just makes the game so uncomfortable for a defense. So then I have one or two or three plays that ends up ruling the day. But that offensive coordinator is trash. Well, well here's what the thing is. I believe that there is a method to the madness. The offensive coordinator is not doing its thing. Then the obvious question is, why aren't they making a change? Hold on, why aren't they making a change? Well, here's where a twist is: is because there's a culture there, Mm. and if you interrupt that culture, what can happen is, is an inept team that's overperforming now can begin underperforming and maybe not even make the playoffs because he rocked the cradle. Yeah. And so what I believe is, is Tomlin has the wherewithal to say, yes, I do unequivocally understand Canada is not the man for the job. And so what he's saying is saying, okay, I got to make a change at the end of the season, no matter what, but be it that we're now six and they were six and three before the beginning of this past uh, Sunday. Now they're six and four, but still in the playoff hunt, still in the playoff standings that we don't need to rock the boat. 
in terms of making a change there to where that culture changes, to where that mindset of we have to overcome, we have to um, adapt, uh, uh, just not, yeah. not, not quite adapt, but just we have to level up, even though we have these deficiencies. Okay, so you know what's interesting about what it is that you just articulated, right? Because you're right. That is the bottom line. That is what is going on right now. Mm-hmm. However, when they hear from their players, like Najee Harris, who is basically like... But he wasn't sick- talking, uh, before you talk about Najee Harris, he was talking about players like Pickens, who are more self-absorbed about their individual stats rather than the team success. No, no, when, no, when no. You, when you, when I, you're I, in the playoff I, picture and you're bitching and moaning about people being I'm gonna, selfish. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree in, in this one regard. We don't know what Najee Harris was really who and what he was really talking about because what he ultimately said was he said our offense is shitty. Period. End of story. But that wasn't the question. The question was, do you think people are sitting over here playing based off of uh for the team or for individual? People want to draw conclusions about what Najee Harris said. So regardless, are you that, drawing a conclusion? I, I'm saying that the conclusion cannot be drawn that he was directly talking about his quarterback. Because if Pickens, yeah, the wide receiver, not the yeah, quarterback, not pick it. Yeah, yeah, but but I get a mix up too. No, no, but what I'm telling you is is that whether or not he was talking about pickins or pick it, he was not talking about the players that he's playing with. And that also goes Who do you against, think he was talking about? I think he was talking about the offensive coordinator and the head coach. Ooh. That's who he was Those talking about. Those are shots about. fired, but. Exactly. You're disrespecting the no, legend. No, he's, no, he, you have to understand. If I play a game and I'm going to practice every day, day in, day out with a guy, this is the guy who's going to deliver me the ball. And this is the guy who's also going to be an alternate uh, uh, option for me. I'm not necessarily going to talk smack about them. What I'm saying is, is that if we're failing, I'm saying that you guys are failing. That's what he was really speaking about. Most of the media wanted to draw a conclusion to say that he was talking about Pickett or Pickens. He was talking about his quarterback or his receiver. And the fact that they're not getting on the same page and the fact that the results were that they weren't getting down the field. But if you really, yeah, if you really think about it from an analytical perspective, and yeah, I'm saying it with my chest. I'm saying it with my chest. I'm saying it. I'm saying no. What he's saying is, is that our scheme is not efficient. And you guys are not putting us in a a position to win. You know what? I like what you're saying. You actually have shown me a different perspective of what could possibly be the meaning of Najee Harris. And I love that. That's good shit. I I, I see where you're coming from that. He was saying that it wasn't actual players. It was the coaches that were coming from a a, a very selfish. Go uh, deep. Uh, we're yeah, going deep going diving. Deep. But, but, but here, you know what I want to go deep on right now is I want to go deep on speaking of picket. And speaking of his ineptitude, is just the ineptitude of two specific quarterbacks. Pickett and Zach Wilson. Ooh. Probably two of the worst quarterbacks the NFL has ever seen. And yeah. I will tell you statistically. this. Statistically. Uh, statistically. And I will sit over and tell you this. I told my son the day Zach Wilson was uh, drafted, 
And you remember they were standing on that stage. It was during, if I'm not mistaken, it was during the COVID year. They're standing on the stage. And uh, my man did the hook'em horns. And he was over here looking all scary <laughs> and all that shit. I said, Listen, this, I this motherfucker you right here, this motherfucker know. can't get it done. Mm. And I told him then, and what we've seen is exactly what I said from that standpoint. This man cannot relate to his fellow players, his wide receivers, mm. and his running backs. He just... He was literally drafted number two based off of a, a, a pass that he threw um, in his uh, team workouts with, with the shorts, no pads on, and the player that he was throwing the ball to didn't even have a defender on him. And they tried to compare him to Mahomes. And really what that was was to circumvent um, fields out of that number two position mm. after he had just got finished getting in. Because uh, you know, yeah, you know they, they they love to just have, throw a lollipop to somebody. Lollipop. Lollipop. You the best in things in sliced bread. And, and, and Trevor Lawrence had sit over here and just got his ass handed to him by Fields. And mm. they were trying to sit over here and and bring Fields Go down ahead and preach on it. Go ahead. And they pushed this motherfucker up. And let me tell you something. The GM that that, that, that picked him number two in the draft mm. should be fired for that um, absolutely uh, um, uh, abomination of a pick. But you have an individual who played um, out of uh, Utah, BYU, who had no business even being in the NFL, let alone the number two pick. And we've seen that. He's been benched three times in his very short career. Mm. This is a dude that's absolutely egregious. All right, Pickett is on his way. If they don't change that offensive coordinator, he is on his way to be getting. Yeah, no, no. It's kind of, it feels very like, let's say, Bill Belichick esque, because you know how, like, Bill Belichick is like ruining the uh, Mac Jones's whatever career really? that he could have. I think Mac Jones is a stone cold too. Yeah, he's stone, stone cold, cold mystery, mystery right stone now. Cold. Right, but but you had to say, yeah, Bill, you might be doing. But they're all in the same bucket. You could throw yeah. all three of those motherfuckers oh, yeah, in. And I agree. The same in a blender. In a blender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, out of uh, that whole blender of shittydom, that whole blender of mm-hmm. shittiness of quarterbacks. I would say that Wilson is probably the only one that I would say is no, he's just straight up shitty. So straight <laughs> up shitty. He's he's, mm-hmm. he's just he's just not agree. good. The other two he's could not, possibly be NFL. Like he, uh, uh, Wilson can't even be a backup. That's how bad he is. You know the thing is about that's interesting about and you and you broke it down all the way, bro. And I appreciate you. Listen, Pickett is. Crappy right now, but what we don't know is that if they fire his offensive coordinator, will he be able to pick up the offense I would agree. and be able to now be accurate? Because, because we saw some greatness in the preseason. Yeah, and we saw some ability. It's just he has no creativity around him. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, mm-hmm. okay, if you don't have any creativity around him, great what, point. what you have proven is, is that you're not great. Great point. You yes. need, you need coaching. But, but that's all but, right. Everybody can't be great. Correct. So we can't hold correct. everybody up to that threshold. Wilson, on the other hand, Get Wilson the is like, hey, throw bro. that baby out with the bath water. Get the fuck up out of here. You yes. are dumpster fire. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. But guess what? (laughs) You know, it's so funny. We talk about individual players as being dumpster fired. Yeah. But the reality is, is that teams as an absolute 
entirety as an absolute uh, a whole are dumpster fires as well. And we've had the opportunity to see this past week to where we've gone past any type of equivocation on if they can do this, if mm. they can be, if they can perform, if they can be great, if the coaches that lead these teams can continue. Mm-hmm. And that's, and we kind of talked about that last week, but we're talking about the Chargers who have yeah. shown their ineptitude. There, that's a about great example. Commanders. That's an excellent The Chargers example. and the Commanders, when the Commanders lose to a team, lose to a quarterback that is literally a third string undrafted free agent motherfucker that still lives with his mama Mm. in in the basement and you lost to this motherfucker when people are having career days based off of playing this motherfucker and they lost to him at home yeah you you talking about the the, the commanders uh wet in the bed like way they did ron riviera and, and and Brandon Staley, let, let me, let me I, just, I will personally kick them in the ass and get them the fuck up out of here. And let me just say for the record, for the record, look, every Tom, Dick, and Harry in fantasy was like, oh, yeah, let me big how. I played that motherfucker. Let, Cost yeah, me money. Let me big how against the Giants. Uh, and the Giants have been, been getting stomped on mm-hmm. by everybody. And then you decided to have the motherfucker who should have been in the Sopranos mm-hmm. beat you. Let me, let me tell you. Really? Funny, let me tell you a funny stat. What is going as on? As bad in the world? as Devito is for the Giants, he has the same number of touchdowns in a limited uh, sample size as fucking uh, Zach Wilson does for the entire year. Wow. So it shows you how bad Zach wow. Wilson is. But 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 nonetheless, these Well, two- I would say DeVito, he performed that dude. And you know what? The, he had they, nine, he had nine sacks. So let's not say No, because, no, no. Because, they, because, they lost but, that game because of their defense. Uh, the, the Giants defense decided that in that moment that the Giants defense decided that they were going to uh outperform how. Right. No, but but here at the end of the day is when you sit over here and have a team like Washington that has the type of weapons that they have, they have two very rock solid running backs. They have three very rock solid wide receivers. Mm-hmm. They have a defense that's not great, but is not abysmal. And they lose to a team like the Giants that falls solely on the shoulders of their, of their, uh, of offensive the, of their, coordinator. No, no, not just their offensive coordinator, their offensive coordinator. No. And stop. there goes. No, 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 no. And, and, and there goes the story. There goes the bullshit that you almost suckered me into. It has nothing to do with I, the enemy. You know what? You it know is what? Riviera, uh, Rivera that's out of here and it's a defensive coordinator. Uh, but, but don't sit over and tell I'm not, me. I'm not don't excited sit over about and tell me. the enemy, but I will say this is that Eric the enemy, my dog, when you, let's say, average somewhere between two to three touchdowns for the past two or three weeks, and then you allow yourself to lose to the Giants at home, no less. You need to take a little bit of heat for that. So let me tell you something. His offense had nothing to do with uh, with, with DeVito having a career day. Is okay. it fair to yes. say? The answer to the question is yes. Thank you. But the, the answer to the question is yes. But then what I would say to you is, as a retort mm-hmm. in my fancy way, mm-hmm. is I would say, why 
did you so if they scored four, why didn't you score five? What is what I was saying? Did you see the egregious? Oh, uh, you did did you see the score? egregious interceptions that 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 that, that, that man threw? Hey, the enemy can only tell you what the fuck to do. He can't actually do it for you. <sighs> is it fair to say? And we, have, and we have to remember, the enemy had to leave the very best quarterback who ever did the motherfucker to go to a fifth round quarterback that nobody in the league other than the commanders thought was an actual starting quarterback. Okay. Well, then church on the and guess, and guess what? He went there and okay. do you know the commander's quarterback stats? He is the number two in the league in terms of uh throwing yards. Man, you've been Passing paying yards. attention. Look at That's you. what I do. I pay attention. Yeah, I, do a look at you. I do a podcast called football at the ball. Oh, so I pay attention God. to football. Yeah. And so when you have a quarterback like Sam Howell, who was absolutely um, looked over, passed over by the entire league, yeah. and then forced the enemy to come accurate. there, and then enemy turns this man into the number two thrower in the entire league, we can't sit over and look at enemy and says he hasn't done his job. The reality is, is this team loses because of the head coach, because they come out ill-prepared. They come out not performing in the first halves of every single game that they've ever lost, and they've gotten outscored 2-1. to one. Mm. You follow what I'm saying? Now, when you look at Kenny Pickett, again, a quarterback that cannot do the deal. He has the very worst stats of any quarterback ever. Kenny Pickett, with any quarterback that's had 500 throws or more, he has the worst stats of any quarterback ever in the history of the NFL. He has he only scores a touchdown at a 2% rate. The very worst record, the very worst score of any quarterback ever in the NFL history. Now, I wouldn't say it's all on the quarterbacks. What I will say is, is that their coaches are inept. Kenny Pickett, his offensive coordinator, as we've discussed, is absolutely inept. As, uh, Sam Howell, his head coach and his defensive coach has put him in very bad positions. And at the end of the day, as Kenny Pickett's mm. a first-round pick, Sam Howell's a fifth-round pick. All right, so let's so, keep this shit so, clean. See, and you know what? And I'm going to bring it all the way back center because when you brought up Pickett, yes, Pickett is – Ultimately, at the end of the day, what I would say that is the the, the, the true, let's say, when we're going to the, the nitty gritty of it, is regardless of my criticisms about his offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you have a 6'3 guy and you have a 6'1 guy that you can throw the ball to, and then you have basically two phenomenal running backs Mm -hmm. that you can also outlet to. So you are shitty. Now, when you, when you try to conflate that into the, the analysis of the, the commanders, the commanders have a scenario to where they have a litany of weapons. They just need to have their defense come with them. So, so, so speaking of that, then what's your excuse for the Chargers? Who have a litany of weapons, like you said, who okay. have a great defensive That's team. That's a great And then analogy. you have the Chargers that are analogy. not getting it done, just like the Commanders are getting it, not getting it done. So you tell me, what is your excuse for the Chargers? 
The Chargers are like what I always you a famous. Don't say, say the Clippers. Don't say the Clippers. I don't even really want to hear that. I don't want to hear the okay, Clippers so or the Clippers. I, 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 I won't say the word. I won't <laughs> say the word. But the Chargers find a way to lose. Why? Because is it coaching? Yes. A thousand percent. Are you starting to see the weave no, that I'm, I, the, I the weave that this I'm weaving up in this motherfucker? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know, Dr. Mindbender. And, and those who watch G.I. Joe know who I'm talking about. Look at Dr. Mindbender. Yes. The thing is about the Chargers is they find a way to lose because they have this a, a absurd amount of talent. Mm-hmm. They have this a conglomerate, this like and they this have a hoe as a coach of talent. They right? have a hoe as a coach. Yeah, he's a hoe. But he's a not only is a hoe, but he's you know what? He's he's better than Pigeon Nuts McGee. Yeah, barely. Yeah, and I mean, he's a little bit better than Pigeon, Pigeon because Nuts. Because at least you know what? He will go on it for fourth down. Pigeon Nuts McGee will find a way to not go on four for first down, but I digress. Hey, you digress. You got to bring it to, I have to, you got to bring it to the Raiders. You know, I know just I, go, let us live. My brother, you're right. I, I, I digress. You did digress. However, keeping him with the Chargers, though, the thing that I've noticed about them is that they just don't understand that there is a time and space and place. It's time, space, place. I do not need to go for it in certain instances when the game is at a critical juncture. So how about... So you think that's how they win? And I what think I, that's how what they I said, lose. Okay, no, I yeah, yeah, yes, lose. yes. And so you were focused on how they lose. I think what I do know is is how people win, and we have individuals there that don't know how to win. And so when okay. you don't know how to win, guess what happens? You don't win. And this is a coach. That doesn't have a testicular fortitude to know how to win. And so that's what we're finding is a problem with the Chargers. We have a coach that doesn't know how to win. And so when you have a coach like Staley that doesn't know how to win, all he knows is analytics. All he knows is is X's and O's. He doesn't actually know the actual game. Okay. This is a motherfucker that sits over here and can't win. And Mm. that's what we're seeing now in Staley and Rivera. Riviera or Rivera? Yeah, Rivera. Yeah. Rivera, get him. Yeah. Get both of them are out of here. And yeah. That's a beautiful thing. They're out of it, just like we talked about last week. See, because the, the, the real, the, you know what, to your general point, right? What you're telling me is the real is, is coming out. Yeah, it is. And that's a great point. And you know what, what's coming out uh, with a bunch of these teams or with a specific team is that Russ. Everybody thought oh, Russ was man. done. Everybody thought Russ couldn't do and it Russ anymore. And Russ was done. Everybody okay. thought Russ was uh, done. Okay. And what we saw was that his previous coach, Hackett, didn't have a clue on what the fuck he was doing. That is true. Didn't have any leadership skills to sit over and lead Russ 
to a place of success. And then they have a coach that does. And now Russ is looking like a motherfucking magician sitting over here juggling okay. this shit and, 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 and performing at a level that's not um, great. Eh. That's not um, Hall of Fame, a high level functional quarterback. Yeah, I think, I think, res- I think Russ is getting his respect back because look, last year, and I would say even maybe the past two years, I think he's been with the Broncos for maybe the two seasons right now. Russ was terrible. He was. Here's the thing that's interesting about Russell Wilson, right? Yes, I, I got, I almost want to give a lot of love to his coach right now because you know what? He got him there. He got, he, he got him to where he, he said, all right, I can't be worried about Sierra anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be worried about her feelings right. and whether or not we popular right. or none of that. Without he a doubt. said, I got to be in the business of football. Yep. And, and you know what? And his coach got him there and, he decided to give a fuck about the grimy. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that when you, and we talked a lot of about coaches and the leadership of men and how you need to lead men. And so I got to give a little bit of flowers to him just because he just decided that he was going to say, I'm going to lead this team. And now I'm not going to be too, super uber duper excited about his production because I think that it's more them winning has been more about their defense deciding to play at a Pro Bowl level. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is the same defense that gave up 70. So we can't ever sit over and put one man's success upon a defense that that, that, that gave up 70. How many times in your life have you seen a team give up 70? How about this? No, no, answer that question. Never. So, no, so not so, ever, so, never. So, let's not ever never, talk never. about this is a defense that, that is the determinant factor of this man being successful or not. Okay. So, you knew, you know, this has been a couple of times in here. You told me that I've been insane, right? You know, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm bad shit, right? right? Okay. So then just, let's just go with me with my bad shit. Okay. I'm, let's roll with it. What I'm going to say is, is that look, that defense prior to this year and them getting mollywopped by the Miami by 70, they were pretty much a respectable defense. It might have even been like arguably in the top, let's say 15 in terms of like defenses. Top 10. Right. Mm-hmm. Low key. Okay. All right. So what I think that has happened is, is their head coach just said, you guys got mollywopped by 70. You know what? If I'm a coach, that is the most beautiful thing that could ever happen because mm. everybody got humbled. I like that point. Everybody. Everybody got, got dialed in. Everybody got humbled and everybody's nuts got smashed by a hammer. Oh. Yes, they did. That doesn't feel When good. you lose by 70, there ain't nothing but a Bang, bang, boom. Hey, uh, bat, bat, bat. The hammer on the nuts oh, are so good. Hey, I'm black, I'm black, I'm black, I'm black. Okay, so we, we, we all in our feelings and we over here crying and, and blood and everything. Mm-hmm. So I think that what happened was, okay. as a reaction to that, them coaches got in there. Okay. And they said, guess what, motherfuckers? Mm-hmm. We not about to do that no more. Okay. And, 
they decided to to uh, address themselves at the party and say, regardless of what our record is, we're not going to be these hoax. So what's that have to anymore? do with Russ? So Russ just he fell into the same lane. He just said, guess what? They think you're shitty and they think I'm shitty. So let me do you not think be the, do shitty. You, do you think the two were correlated? I do. I think, I, I, duh. What I'm saying is the perception of Russ being shitty actually had less to do with Russ and more to do with the defense. And so now that the defense has gotten better, but Russ is still performing in the same fashion that very, now very, individuals very, are sitting over very here. Very articulate, very articulate, uh, breakdown. Mm-hmm. What I would say is it is a combination of both. I really genuinely believe if I'm looking at the Denver Broncos, even though as a Raider fan, I hate them and I want their failure to happen at all times. Mm -hmm. But what I think happened was, is that their defense decided that they decided to care Mm -hmm. and that they would never be embarrassed like that ever again, ever. And then conversely, that also reflected on Russ. And then Russ said, I am going to be a winning quarterback. Can I ask you a quick question? If the Raiders won four in a row, what would you do? I would be. You would sit over here and and (laughs) skeet everywhere. (laughs) Just everywhere. Just uh, skeet everywhere. Right now. You would just sit over and say they're going to the Super Bowl right now. No, it's a no, fair no, to say, if no, I lie, no, if, they no, were, no. if the Raiders won four in a row, no, no, what no. would you do? I cannot confirm. <laughs> Nor <laughs> did not. <laughs> I would just say that is a likely. Uh, <laughs> we would be like, whoa, gee, whoa, whoa. However, and so my point I'm objective. objective. I'm a journalist. I'm a journalist. As an objective journalist, I would I would observe them with glee. <laughs> okay, now to say the least. To say the least. However, yes, yeah, yeah. But look, getting to the point of you talking about Russell Wilson, I just think that Russell has got tired of the noise, just like his defense got tired of the noise. And then, as football players, they decided he decided. Let me, duh, I remember, I'm a football player, and so let me get into the grime of it, and I'm going to win. He found a way to be efficient when it mattered most, and I got to give Russell Wilson credit for that. So I can't Is this the Russell Wilson of the good old days? Or is this a Russell, is this a newfound Russell Wilson is really my point that I'm trying to figure out. Okay. Like, I, like people thought that Russell Wilson, uh, uh, the Russell Wilson we all do to love and, 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 and to revere, uh, was gone. He was nowhere to be found anymore. I think that what it is, is he's found himself. And I just think that at the end of the day, what I respect about him is that he does care about winning. So what you're saying is it was his choice to, to get there, not the coach that did. No, like, I think. Like, so was it on Russ or was it on the coach? I, again, this is another question that you're posing, which is a very interesting question. And I think that it is an also and and not an either or. Hmm. This is not a did 
did your coach influence you? And then the, as a result, you decided to produce. Okay. It's an also in your coach influenced you mm-hmm. and you got tired of losing okay. and you decided I'm going to care about it. And boom, look at, look at what we did. Well, this is a question since, I mean, you know, that was unbelievable. He said it wasn't a, what either or. It wasn't an either or. It wasn't or, an either or. or. It was an also and. Also, that right there is some real, um, um, some real philosophical yeah, yeah. shit right game there. Game with all caps. G A N. Yeah, that's yeah, that's big game. So my question with you is, since you have game with the big G, <laughs> what I got a question for you is, is Dak and his Ooh. performance. Is it MVP-ish? Ish. Like the show Black Ish, MVP Ish, or oh, is it just he feast off of Boo Boo teams? You you got to tell me. I got to know where we at with that because I want to love Dak. I want to sit over here and embrace and wrap my arms around the man. But is this MVP Ish performance that he's having this year? Or is he only having those type of phenomenal performances with teams that we know are, are okay? Are so, so okay. So here's my answer. I would think that Dak Prescott uh, in the regular season will always be irrelevant in, or I would say the results should be irrelevant to what to uh, judging him. Okay. Because judging his 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 abilities or judging his judging well like him like, and, like, and like what what his, his result his, quantifies right. to. So so when we talk about winning quarterbacks, what we're really ultimately uh, analyzing is do they have the ability to produce when in dire situations? So what you're telling me is is you have a sense of how big Dak's balls are. No, I am not going to judge his ball. I'm just saying. He said just to be a quarterback. But, but listen, anybody who wants to be a quarterback who is a successful quarterback in the NFL mm-hmm. probably has pretty Big decent balls. Their balls are sizable. Yeah. The only one who doesn't is the former quarterback of the Raiders, which is Pigeon Nuts. But other than that, you know what? You, in order for you, we to got talk, to take it back to the Raiders. Jesus Christ! I know. Okay, I, anybody else but them? Okay, I'm okay, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. Because I, but I do love itself. <laughs> but the thing is, what I will say is, to your direct question, yes. I would. I think that Dak Prescott is just a producer. What he has yet to pr- prove is. Can he do it in the biggest moments, in the biggest arenas? That is the only is it the thing. Arena? He, is it the size of the, the moment or is absolutely. it the quality of the team? It is a thousand percent the size of the moment. So, the so you say if he has a, a, the moment is on the big stage and he's playing against the Cardinals or he's playing against the Panthers that he's going to shrivel. Or is it you can have nobody looking? It's, it could be a, a it could be a, a game in the mix of ten 
unbelievable games, and he just happens to be one of them, but he's playing against the San Francisco 49ers. Okay, so, okay. Is he going to win that game, okay. or is he going to still lose that game? So, so, so me responding to your, your, your point of view, right, is, is I think that Dak Prescott needs to perform against a, a monumental team when it matters. What I'm really saying is, just like it was for Steve Young, is a classic example of what it is that I'm talking about. Steve Young did not get his credit mm -hmm. until he was able to beat the Cowboys, mm -hmm. right? He had to do the deed in a meaningful game. Dak Prescott has yet to experience a meaningful game to where he has come out victorious. So if he wins one, Bing, so if he, he wins one, won he, he's MVP-ish. No, I would never say that. I would say that he, I would say that that would make him a legitimate quarterback. But before, before I go to the Chiefs, cause I, 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 no, I said we talking about the Chiefs. I, I'm, I'm what I want to talk about is the Eagle because at the end of the day is we just saw yesterday the Eagles sit over and got in the Chiefs ass and we have to and guess what I'm, I'm the Chiefs fan so I have to sit over here and be honest and I what I am is I'm honest and I'm real with myself. Now see, I'm gonna look you in your whole eyeball socket. Are you really telling me that you feel as though that they got in their ass though? All up, they crawled up in the gas. You know why they did it? Because okay. they crawled up in that asses because motherfuckers on the Chiefs didn't convert. The question is, is the fuck really did the Eagles sit over here and take that step and be the first team to circumvent and to step above the the Chiefs and yes. be the perennial? The answer to the question is yes. The, the Eagles did one thing. And, and what they did was they just tried to establish themselves as we are the team to beat. And I think that they did that. They did that on the Chiefs' home field. Now, here's what the thing is. This is why I don't sit over here and feel that the, the Eagles sit over here and did something absolutely uh, mind-boggling and, no, and, the and, and enchanting. No, At the end of the day is the a Marcus Valdez Scantling, remember that motherfucker's name, MVS, sat over here and tricked it off in a ball that was in his hand, just like Quentin Johnson did, that fucked it off of the Chargers, and sat over here and missed the game. So, or missed the, the, the missed catch. The catch. The catch. Now, let me tell you something. My, my, my 15 year old son can sit over and make that catch. I could make that catch at a 46 year old man. No. And that he didn't make. So with, with that being said is Eagles, as you guys get excited, the Eagle fans get excited. They sit over and puffing up their chest. You only, you only won because one goofy missed a, a, a catchable pass. Now, see, this to me sounds like this is you and your Kansas City love no, no, being no, no, all no, no. in your feelings. No, 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 no. Because we saw it. We saw it together. He missed the catchable yeah, pass. I, I understand that, but but the, the narrative that you just displayed was about guess what? A chief dropped a pass, and an eagle 
caught a pass. And you are all in your, you are in your butthurt feelings about it. Uh, Why do I have to be in my butthurt feelings? Why can't I sit over here and just simply express what actually happened? Because your team lost. They lost. You know what? I love the game of football. (laughs) L-O-S-T. They lost. So, okay. And you know about that. You understand what that feels like. I understand. So let me be a gentleman Thank you. and a scholar. Thank you. Your team lost. Your team they lost. lost. But guess oh, what? Excuse me. We might have lost the battle, but we lost the war. Yeah. And guess what? When we go to war, are you really, really willing to bet against the Chiefs? Uh, I, if I'm going to be illogical, I would say that the, the Chiefs are probably going to be there. Uh, I just don't know. They don't know either. If they are there, are you going to bet against them? Yes, because I believe in the, the Eagles more than them. You do? I do. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, you believe in the Raiders more than the Chiefs too, don't you? Yeah. Well, okay. With that being said, it's time for us to go to bed. Okay. Boo and boo-hoo to you. <laughs> hey. hey, to finish this off, I got some fantasy for you. And I don't have a lot because okay. next week is not that great. But I will tell you this. If any of y'all play DFS, it's one single game that I feel that you should be attacking. And that's the fucking Chiefs against the Raiders. Because even though he loves the Raiders and he believes they're going to come the one thing that I will tell you is, is the Chiefs have caught that ass whooping against the Eagles. And let me tell you something. You know how Mahomes be. And so Mahomes is going to be sitting over here and attacking this Raiders defense. And the Raiders defense Ooh. is strong. So I think the the, the Chiefs are going to sit over and come with it. What I who I'm putting my money on in this next upcoming week is the is Mahomes and the Chiefs. So that's my deal. G, who do you think is going to do? You know what? I'm picking the same game, but what I would say is it's it's see now it's gonna be like we gang banging. We 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 gonna gang bang. Bang 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 bang. Okay. Because what I'm going to say is, yeah, I mean, actually, I'm expecting Kelsey to have a really good game against us, and he might be the difference. But I'm also expecting Josh Jacobs to mm, uh, yes. show and prove yes. and get in that ass on the Chiefs. And I'm really expecting him out of DFS. He's going to do it. Now, the risky picks is really any rate of receiver. Any rate of receiver. I don't care if we, I, I, yes, I know Devontae, but we all know who's throwing the ball to us. So that, that that's a mystery. Stone but, cold. But Josh Jacobs is going to be a star. So the stack the is, so the stack is Mahomes with, I would say Watson and, um, Kelsey. And then run it back yep. with Jacobs. That's yeah, a phenomenal stack. Yes. Yep. We, and we don't know who's going to win that game. Bang, bang. So can you give me bang, some love on that? Oh, I'll give it to Put you. Your yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I appreciate you, man. Love. Hey. Hey. See y'all next week. Subscribe. And download, download man. Love. Like. Church on the Move. ATB. We all we got. <laughs>